you guys remember Game Informer magazine? Yes. Do you do you, it, do you it's remember? Still around. It's I had not it still around. Yeah, Does it is. Reiner the Raging Gamer still work for for Game Informer? I think yeah. Reiner is still in with Game Informer. Is he really? Yeah. Reiner, he really still oh, yeah. is. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I Reiner, forgot Reiner existed. Well, until one of them you said just that. left. Uh, who, who's the editor in chief? Andy yeah, McNamara. McNamara. Yeah, Andy yeah Mac. he left. But I think uh, uh, Reiner. Uh, Reiner the Raging Gamer. Okay, let's, Reiner Rainer. Dude was. I it may be Rainer actually. You might be. You might be right. <laughs> Rainer here. He has some weird German name that nobody knows how to pronounce. Uh, yeah. Dude was in Goldeneye. That's pretty cool. He was. Uh, anyway. Was Back in the 90s, when you got a magazine from Game Informer, they would have photos of, of upcoming games, and the photos were like one inch by two inch. Because, I don't know, because resolution was really low back then, and they didn't want to show them off. They didn't want people stealing their something. But I remember yeah. seeing photos of Halo in these tiny little, tiny little picture of Halo in the back of Game Informer in the late 90s, and thinking, that looked pretty cool. And then not playing it, and then it was released. First, it was going to be for Mac, then it was going to be for PC, and then finally, instead, it came out on Xbox. And I remember Kevin, who at the time was not very old, telling me, Aaron, you've got to play this game. It's really good, it's really fun. Uh, and I was like, okay, cool, cool. I'll, 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 I'm into it. Is it like, is it better than Goldeneye? Uh, uh, is it better than Half-Life? You know, these kind of questions. Important questions for people in this time period. It is better than and I was living elsewhere. So I came back to hang out with Kevin like a year after Halo was out. And we played it. And I was like, oh, they finally figured out how to make first-person controls on a on a controller that don't suck. Yeah. That was kind of my, my first impression. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What, what was your... How, how did you get into this whole Halo mess, Kevin? Uh, the first time I played it, I had played it at Funkoland by accident. And I remember mm. I was trying to play it, but there was this really obnoxious guy who worked at Funkoland that I never wanted to even go into the store because he was so yeah. obnoxious and loud. And like he just was always like kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say like he was shit talking, but he kind of had like a bit of like a attitude. I don't know. And I remember I was trying to play it and he was talking loudly to someone and I like didn't keep playing it. But I remember it was play, it was, it was the, uh, keys level i believe that i was playing i was fighting an elite and i was like i don't know what i'm doing in this what is this game and then i like didn't think about it again and then later i went to my cousin's house the amount of time between the cousin's house and the games excuse me funko land experience i don't know how long that was probably wasn't that long but i was playing my cousin's house and, I, and they were playing this game and i was like what are you guys playing like halo i'm like what is that and they were playing split screen co-op on the salt and control room and they were running towards the warthog they're like, here, you can play. I'm like, okay. And then like they like flipped the warthog over and like we got in. And I was like, you can what? You can get in the car and you can drive the car in this game? What the hell? This is the future of video games right here. This is it. This is the next world. Like I remember thinking, when Final Fantasy VIII cutscenes are gonna look real? Like, when is this gonna like or happen? Like when are games gonna look like Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII cutscenes, right? When are Final Fantasy VIII cutscenes gonna look real? When are they gonna look real? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Like I had what, the same thought. Now you walk you look at those and they look like horseshit. They look like shit, yeah. Um, but it so you know, Halo was like pff, like this was like that was like the a big escalon step up, you know, or echelon, whatever you say. I think it's escalon. A big There's escalon. A paradigm shift in yeah, gaming Yeah, the next gaming escalon. Gameplay ability. So it was a big deal to me. And then basically from there, I played it obsessively to 
an insane degree be you know did the whole all the levels blah 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 collected the figures read the book did the, you know obsessive obsessive and then i played halo 2 and it was the worst thing ever so anyways Oren, what about you think <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. tell us your well, your origin story yeah. Oren. i definitely i definitely want to comment on the halo 2 thing but that that's for later in the podcast but yeah for, for me um first of all at the time i was 11 i think i was really young when halo came out and my parents bought me a ps2 so i was one of the weird kids playing metal gear solid 2 sons of liberty but a lot of my other friends got an xbox and i kept making fun of them because i was like what you should have gotten a playstation you should play metal gear solid but one of my friends one day invited me over to his house to play halo And he had those giant ass controllers that no human should be able to hold. The Duke. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like imagine them in the hands of like an 11 year old. It's just like this giant brick. Dude, I was 13. He was holding. And it was like. (laughs) Everybody that worked at Microsoft back then, were they all like six foot eight with minute bowl hands? Giants. (laughs) Yeah. It's like it's like like these these controllers are designed for a seven foot tall humanoid with giant just like alien, wrangly, mangled hands. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I was playing it at his house and I was immediately just, I, I think the next, the same night I went to my parents and I was like, please give me an Xbox. Please, please give me an Xbox. I got to play Halo. I got to play Halo. Uh, of course, they didn't do that, uh, at least for another year until i got an uh, an xbox because they were like no you're sticking with the ps2 um but man i was really i was going over to that friend's house i think at least every saturday for the next four months because i just all i wanted to do is play split screen co-op with him it was like it was the thing to do it was the thing to do back in 2000 fall of 2001 people would kids would just go to their friend's house and play couch co-op with halo and that was like a relatively new thing like i mean you could do co-op other games like you could do it in perfect dark but it was not even comparable halos was so much better so much more well thought out no yeah yeah and especially at the time i was again i had the playstation 2 there wasn't really a game on the playstation 2 that had that level of couch co-op or that that feeling of just being with your friends um on the couch and that like it, there would always there would just always be these moments too where i would go over to a friend's house and there would be that third friend there and every time somebody would be the third wheel watching the other two people play halo mm. <laughs> it would always suck to be that person because you would just mm. anxiously wait being like when do i get to play when do i get to play so it, it was a yeah it was a phenomenon uh we we take it for granted now but looking back that whole concept of messing around in these open world sandboxes um uh, uh sandbox levels doing couch co-op and just kind of flying a banshee around crashing it into stuff seeing what your goofy friends doing definitely it was a novelty back then yeah but it was also like a way more polished game because like coming from the previous generation of like nintendo 64 playstation games 
that were really grappling with the technology. Those games were not polished and a lot of shit wasn't figured out. I think Halo was the first game that I recall having checkpoints, yep. um, having kind of a pretty user interface. It ran you know, really nicely on the console. It felt good to play. The controls were really, like it's still, you can go back to play it and it still feels pretty good. I feel like they just solved a lot of those like weird little peripheral issues that like made the whole thing feel a lot uh just like a higher level of presentation yeah i don't remember having yeah. dual like in in goldeneye and perfect dark you could you could rebind your controls to move with the c buttons on the n64 controller but you were moving with the right, <laughs> right. side and you were aiming with the left side whereas the halo flipped that to the left stick was movement and the right stick was which i think is more intuitive i think I mean, obviously that's the standard now it's right? more like mouse aiming too i mean it, yeah it, it mimics moving you know WASD and a mouse in your right hand but uh yeah, it's, I think it's more intuitive now because you've done it for thousands of hours. But <laughs> like, yeah. you, you go back and play those old Nintendo sixty four games; they feel very. They have huge dead zones in the sticks, and it's just they don't feel nearly as good to play. You know, it's kind of interesting that we bring this up because when I look back at Perfect Dark and Goldeneye, uh, Rareware designed the games so that for the con- the funky controls in a way where the enemy animations would be very slow. Like they'd like slowly lift the gun up and slowly yeah. start shooting at you. They would have these very elaborate out animations because they knew that the players needed time to aim uh, and shoot the enemies, right? But in Halo, because they had a more responsive control s- scheme, it allowed for quicker enemy movements and everything felt more responsive and, and a lot and, and just far more quicker. Like the like the elites moved very very fast and their animations mm-hmm. were very swift, and you couldn't really do that with the control scheme in in the GoldenEye Perfect Dark type first person shooters, not at mm-hmm. all. Especially when comparing it to those two, like if you think about the enemy AI in Halo, like it was so dynamic feeling. Like the enemies felt like they oh, yeah. were trying, like they pushed on you, they retreat, they they actually retreated, which I don't think I've ever seen an enemy. <laughs> Keep before game do that like the enemies ran away from you and stuff which was cool they, they, they pulled back and it felt like you're fighting an enemy who actually was like trying to keep themselves alive rather than just that you just shoot them until they die you know what i mean yeah no totally yeah. it's it's i mean it's weird because like it back then it was we were used to seeing generational leaps that were that big yeah we think of the generational leap we're experiencing now isn't going to be any, even close to no. that but like like seeing like a next gen game feel literally like a next gen game um yeah the, the ai was just I, that, I think that was the thing that struck me the most and it's something you pointed out you're like ai is good it's like the, it's like the ai in half-life yeah like they're, the grunts, they're good yeah. and like you did kind of get that feeling of like you're fighting against something that has thoughts and sort of concerns and, and is, is operating on a set of, of like uh, beliefs rather mm-hmm. than just like something that runs at you and goes. Yeah. <laughs> like the golden eye dudes. Yeah. And just also the uh, scope I of think... that game too. Right. Like it was huge. Oh, yeah. The levels were massive. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're, you mean even half-life, I mean, they're way small. I mean, the only thing that was at the level was doom, but that was such a more, you know, in so many other ways, the math was so much more simple. Well, simple. Eh, they weren't necessarily more simple. Dead simple. But, yeah, uh, they were uh, different, but the Halo maps are massive no, okay. and different in their own right. They're open, yeah. big, big levels, and you're fighting enemy vehicles when they're moving in on you, and they have infantry. And it's just like a much. The scope was mm-hmm. nothing else we'd seen before, so it was like this new polished experience that was multiplayer, and it was just really good. I like. Mm-hmm. I I remember when they announced that game on PC, like I was just like, yes, finally, a good PC version. 
a better PC version. How about that? Oh, you're saying recently? <laughs> yeah, recently. The re-release. The okay, re-release. Because when they put it on PC, not initially. Twenty years ago, not. Good. I did have that as well, and I remember thinking, I can't mm. wait to play Halo with a mouse and keyboard. This is going to be amazing, and it really wasn't. I think that port just mm. was bad, and your graphics card also could not render the Elite Shields. I remember, and it just looked like this blocky mm. mass of just nothingness, and that was like a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> that game was way more fun on Xbox back in the day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it it was it was a good time. It's kind of um kind of talking about the scope a little bit. I always kind of see the first Halo almost like if you're playing an RTS game, but you but you but you're playing as one of the infantry men on the RTS map. Yeah. Uh which I always thought was a really cool design concept. Cuz cuz you just feel like you're a part of these massive skirmishes that are taking place and I don't really think Honestly, thinking about it, there haven't really been many other games that have been able to achieve that. Um, even even Halo itself yeah. hasn't been able to really do that. Like, I mean, the the recent Halo games, like Halo Five and Halo Four, don't have that feeling at all, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They don't. Um, so so the yeah so the first Halo is like really special in that sense. They said that when they were designing the game, the first level they made was the silent cartographer, which is the beach level. Um, mm-hmm. oh, and that's so actually makes kind of sense because I feel like that does kind of set the. It's like it is kind of like what the game is is that level. It's like just a big a big open place you can explore, but then you go have you have to go to your objective, which has a bunch of fights to it. But you can yeah. kind of handle it any any kind of way. Like it really. That's interesting that that was the first level that they made because usually the first level is not the best level and like the last level that's made. But I actually think that that is. The beach level, the best level. The beach level is fantastic. Um, yeah, and it, yeah, it really, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's it, it's it's pretty remarkable how open that level feels, even though it's still fairly linear. As you're playing the level, it feels if you it, the sense of exploration that you have um, in that level is pretty phenomenal. Right, I'd say. Yeah, I, I would say Halo. CE is maybe the original wide linear game, which has like, like, again, it's, you're still moving from checkpoint to checkpoint and there's a prescribed uh, flow of the game, but like, it just gives you a lot of tactical possibilities and options and you can kind of approach from different angles and sort of solve problems on your own terms, which is what makes that specific game so great. Um, And and I, I really don't think you see other Halo games do that very much. Halo 3 does it a bit. Halo 2, I think, completely rejects that entire design philosophy. Yeah, but that that's a moment for yeah a yeah. Halo Two. I remember playing Halo Two and being so excited for it, and mm. uh, I was so disappointed because the game just didn't have any any of that openness. It didn't have that sense of these giant skirmishes. It felt very um, contained, and yeah, as a kid, I was very disappointed. Mm. Um, uh, uh, Kevin, did you feel the same way? Yes. Um, so like I watched the Halo 2 cutscene, like all the trailers, so many times that I could quote them probably still line by <laughs> line. Like mm. the hype was unreal for me in that game. Mm. Like it was, there's honestly, I don't think they could have released a game that would have met, met that hype. But I often joke that that's my most disappointing game launch of all time. And I, and I actually still, I think that's, I'm serious about that. Like, it really, I remember playing it, like, I remember it was a special day for me, too, because I was talking with some other uh, kids at school about it. This is in 
high school. I think I was a freshman, maybe. Yeah, for Halo 2. Yeah, that sounds right. And uh, we were all just like gushing over it, over coming out that day. And like we, we couldn't wait to get out of school. And uh, I remember I had like, I had it reserved at the store and my dad came to pick me up. And then he like had it. He had got the, like, the collector's dish like, with a tin casing for me like he'd already got it basically and he got like a guide too and i was like oh my god this is like the best moment of all time i remember like booting up and playing it and like immediately thinking the melee attack sucked because you like when you melee them you kind of like charge at them and i remember playing a lot of the verses of halo one there was this kind of like dual like thing with the melee attacks and i felt like when you charge at them it just completely like reduced any skill or fun out of that and i don't know and it just felt weird it was like I know it's such a nitpicky weird thing, but that was the first thought I had. I was like, well, they ruined the melee attack. This sucks. And I also hated yeah. the way the SMG sound did. Mm. But also, yeah. just the game itself sucked. Like, the maps were shitty. It's really a really ugly game. The campaign was yeah. just... It is an ugly game. It's... it's, uh, it's yeah. Shockingly ugly. Shockingly like it's, ugly. It looks, yeah. It's it is funny. the most brown of the brown games. It's more. It looks a lot worse <laughs> than, than Halo 1, which is yeah. weird, because... What I, from what I understand, the design of that game was they're really focusing on the graphical fidelity over everything else. So that game had major development problems, which is why it came out the way it did. It ended up like they just ran out of time and had to release the game, and it was like incomplete. Um, and a big part of the focus of that game was the online multiplayer, which I think is actually pretty good, despite the 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 new melee movement. I mean, that's and I think that's the reason why so many people love that game is because it was the yes. first. I think it was the first uh, console shooter to be to have online play and it was good right like people liked that yeah. multiplayer it was i i remember hating it but i th- i think that my opinion is, is more specifically for me than mm. <laughs> uh i i, I we no I, no I i agree i mean the sniper in halo 2 was so overpowered yeah mm. like you you could just you could just snipe four guys in quick su- su- succession <laughs> in that game there was just no recoil it's just like bam 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 bam. but like it, it was so OP. it was like a pretty compelling thing to have on the original xbox that you could play it online like sure i think i don't know if i played it online i think i played it online on the xbox 360 a little later i don't think mm. that i played it online on the og xbox ever um mm. but i feel like the campaign was such a shadow of what halo one was in like every right. possible way like in in every way it was just inferior like it just was not and it I, just had totally different goals i think and yeah. it, it's like it's it's a case of like you wonder who was responsible for steering the helm in the original Halo, were those same people involved in Halo Two? Probably not. Yeah, I, it's it's a good question. I don't know, but I I, uh, I I do feel like the original game, and I think most people agree, is like it, it's the, it's the best game in the franchise, right? Yeah. There's a there's a there's yeah. a real I think um, contentious sort of discussion about this because there's a lot of people that are real big Halo Two fans. Yeah, and I think it's. I've I, I think there's some. I mean, I've asked a few people, "What do you think's the best Halo campaign?" And they've told me Halo Two. So, I don't know. What? People, people no, like the that's story. Ridiculous. But um, they, yeah, they like, like they, Halo Two has a much bigger emphasis on long cutscenes, and it's much more serious mm-hmm. about the story. But honestly, right. I think that's to its detriment as someone who even read the books. Like, I, it's just not what I play the game for. You know, like it's fun right. to have it, and I'm glad it's there. I just, it's not mm-hmm. the strength of the series. What do you think, Orn? Yeah, I mean. Um, the the ones that I like the most are Halo One, Three, and Reach. Yeah, and I try to forget Halo Two. Yeah. So. 
<laughs> yeah, a yeah. lot of people love uh, Reach also. And Halo 3, Kevin and I replayed that recently. And it was I was <clears throat> much better than I remember it being. Halo Reach, I have this like really bad taste in my mouth because like in 2007 I was like I'm going to get an Xbox and I'm going to be all in on this Xbox console <laughs> gaming experience and then like a series of things went wrong including a red ring of death but um uh. but the most disappointing thing was that Halo removed a feature if you hadn't purchased the DLC so you couldn't oh, play big no. team battle anymore and that was like the only mode I liked and I was like are you fucking kidding me so I was yeah, just like that's, that's it that, that's I'm actually done. terrible I, I'm yeah. never yep. going to be a console gamer again that was that was, that that was, was the, end, the of end of it for me too it was for me it was the red ring of death and mm. the paid DLC was just like no I'm not doing this yeah anymore. yeah, yeah. Um, but you know um, I, I do really at the time I really loved Halo Reach but I think it's probably not it probably hasn't aged the best because that's probably the most Call of Dutyified it is. of the Halos. It is. Um, Tonally, Because when you go back, too. yeah, 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 because it has a sprint button, the whole art aesthetic of it. Um, mm-hmm. It's very Call of Duty. And but like when the, you play the squad, like, like their whole vibe, the way they talk yeah. to each other and stuff. Like Master Chief's like a lone yeah. guy and he meets the Marines. The Marines are all goofballs in the first game, but it Reach was much right. more serious and like military-ish in that way. Right. Yeah, isn't there even a there's even a character who has like the ghost face mask yeah. just like in Call of Duty Ghost. Emil, email. Like Yeah, exactly. But Oh, my um, Gears 5 character. Yeah, your Gears 5 character, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but um but yeah, those Halo 1 and Halo 3 have a gameplay style that's very unique and hasn't really been done before or it hasn't been done since rather and hmm. That's why I'm excited for Halo Infinite because it seems like they're trying to yeah. bring that type of gameplay back. This feeling mm-hmm. of being just this this part of this giant of these giant skirmishes, and I would really love to see that again because uh, I've been craving that. And it is right. it is an experience that, that like you're saying, and and I and I said for a long time is just it doesn't really exist anywhere else. Far Cry kind right. of broaches it, but it doesn't at the same mm-hmm. time. I, nah, crisis a bit. Nah. Crisis as well. But, um, I don't think either of those games have a very important element, though, of the enemy design and variation that Halo has. It's very strong. Right. And I think it really no, works for that kind of game. And yeah. when you're just fighting humanoid soldier enemies that die in either a lot of blasts in Crisis or a few in Far Cry, it's just not the same as is the is the combat you get in Halo. It's just a not it's just a different thing. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, in in Halo, the moments that we remember in Halo are um, hijacking a tank, taking that tank, taking out the other tank, yeah. and then uh, signaling your friend who isn't a banshee to take out the grunts on the cliff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, that's what Halo is, you know? It's just, like, this yeah. feeling of um, having this pivotal um, role in these mm-hmm. giant skirmishes with your friend. And yeah. that hasn't really been done since Halo 3, I'd say. Uh, I can't really think of another first-person shooter that's really achieved that. Maybe the, so the Battlefield. only one I can think... Yeah, like Battlefield. Battlefield, Battlefield Online the, is a very similar feeling. It, it, it's sort of moment-to-moment right. tactical like decision-making with, with, a, with a lot of sandbox possibilities. Right. But in terms of like a single-player co-op game, mm. or yeah, like, I can't not. think of one. No, it's it's yeah. a dead genre, and it's kind of sad because it it seems like it seems like an obviously good genre. Yeah. It's, it seems like it should be marketable. Halo obviously was a huge success. Halo Three was a huge success um, and influential. It's too like yeah. the two right. the two guns and everything and the recharging health. 
I mean, Call but of that Duty aspect like, wasn't influential. Like Call of Duty has had such an outsized influence on first person shooters. And now, you know, we're, we're, we're in a different era. So Call of Duty's influence has kind of been. No, no, no. I mean, Halo's influence with the, with the shields health regeneration, right? Every oh, game yes, after yes. that had, took that. And then it's ha- holding two guns. That was the Halo start of that where you, everything before mm. that was doom where you hold all the guns, whereas Halo, right. you could hold two guns and you had to pick the guns that you wanted to use for the rest of the level. So I, those were, I think those were two like really big things that Halo gave to everything else. Yeah. 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 It, it's kind of funny because so many first person shooters have done like the two, the two gun system since, but none of them have really done them as strategically as Halo did because Halo, um, there was always opportunities to find new weapons on the battlefield and you would always kind of have to make these decisions of what, what weapon set is best for um, the type of skirmish that's coming up. And I don't think other games have really been able to do that as well um, at all, to be honest, because each weapon in Halo has such a distinct um advantage for whatever situation like uh if you're going to be in corridors you're going to want to use the assault rifle or the shotgun if you're going to be out on a battlefield you're going to want a rocket launcher or a sniper or a pistol um because the pistol is basically a battle rifle in the first halo yeah but it's but but yeah like i mean that's another thing every gun is so um advantageous considering the situation you're in and that type of thought isn't really put into a lot of first person shooters now, not to sound like an old man yelling at a cloud. But, um, when I play, when I played the new call of duty recently, every gun kind of gives you the same thing. Like Mm. every gun kills an enemy in one or two hits. Right. Uh, Even the shotgun, even the shotgun has so much range that it might as well just be a rifle. But um, in the first Halo, the shotgun is really only effective if you're about six feet in front of an enemy. If the mm-hmm. if the enemy is across the room, it's not going to do anything. So you really have to think about okay, like if I'm going to be in an, in a more open level, I probably need my pistol or I probably need a sniper because my assault rifle or my shotgun's not really going to do anything. Yeah, and, and and that kind of thought into the di- design of the weapon was just. It was it was just so effective and so so strategic, and it went it, and it was also transposed into the multiplayer as well. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you what weapon for for which situations would sometimes really determine who was going to win in a firefight in the multiplayer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's like so. that's that kind of speaks to what I was saying. I was like, you know, if you compare it to Far Cry, you have soldier enemies that die in a couple of hits. They, all the guns kind of kill them. Whereas like Halo, you have jackals, they have the shields. You want to hit them with the plasma weapons to stable the shields, or the you know different different weapons bounce off their shields, or the elites, or whatever. Or the hunters die in one shot from the pistol. Like everything was very well thought out in terms of its design for its guns and enemy interaction. Um, that that I think that I guess it's more depth or breadth. I don't know what you want to say, but it it feels like a lot of like a more, the more modern shooter style doesn't have that as much. And it's it just right. a, it's like that. I think compounded with the open world really make Halo like a very unique thing that I still don't think except for maybe or not, not the open world, but the bigger play space. Cause yeah. it's not really an open world. It's an game, open world but, traditionally, yeah. but like the bigger maps. Mm-hmm. Um, really that I don't, like I said, it's not really offered anywhere else. Like destiny. No, no, not really. It's <laughs> weird that destiny doesn't actually. And, and it just speaks to the thing that like 
the people who made Halo are not working at Bungie anymore, clearly. Like, there are the people who were steering the ship, you know, 20 years ago are probably not working there anymore. Or if they are, they have very different ideas about what is is the right direction to design Definitely. a game. Because, yeah. yeah, Destiny doesn't seem to have anything other than sort of superficial trappings in common with Halo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention about Halo was the music uh, is so good mm. in that game. And it was, like, yeah. something that people talked about so much when it was out. I remember that was, like, that was such a big part of, like, the Halo experience is the, diff- the, the music, Marty O'Donnell's soundtracks and stuff. So, like, I just wanted to, like, make sure that it gets mentioned because the music of that game is fantastic. The music is great and it's super memorable. Uh, it, it's, it, it, yeah, it's it's great. It's it's funny because, like, people, I play a lot of Counter-Strike and people use that as their, like, yeah, if their you win the music. round, you, you get, like, a victory song. So you hear the da-da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, it's yeah, pretty yeah fun. The, the 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 music in Halo really kind of goes to show that a video game score that's really good matters, and it really it really adds does. to the tone of a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there haven't been too many video game soundtracks that have really stood out in recent memory. I think the only ones that I really like are like Uncharted Four had a great soundtrack. Red Dead Redemption Two had a great soundtrack, but Near Automata, off the top it, it of my can, head. Near Near Automata had a great Doom. soundtrack, and and like, yeah, Hyperlight Drifter. And, oh, Doom, yeah, Doom and Hyper. I mean, Doom and Hyperlight Drifter for me are like next level. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but like they add so much to the tone of the game, and and, and they do. Um, they they add so much to the memories that you have associated with that game because just like thinking of that music, you remember a lot of the moments in that game, right? So mm-hmm. definitely, um, I completely agree with that sentiment. I I feel very strongly about that. Like I think a good soundtrack like can can make or break an experience in a game, like totally. Oh, for sure. Like I often will go back and play a game and listen. Like I often go back and listen to the music in Bloodborne, and like when I listen to the boss music in Bloodborne, I think of the experience of fighting that boss. Like it, it totally mm-hmm. takes me back to it. So like so good. <laughs> um, I think like I completely agree. Like it's it's such a big part. And also like Halo did that thing where it's a really cool uh, music design choice. It's like it has checkpoints, and when you get to certain checkpoints and level, it'll it'll cue music parts for that part. So it's basically like mm-hmm. it's not just static that plays the level. Like some games, it's music that's like part. It's the music like informs the pacing of the level and like the theme of the part you're playing in the, in the level. Like I can remember exactly when you get to certain parts of the levels, what music will come, and like it, it gives you a certain feeling. It gives the battle a certain feeling. Like it was really mm-hmm. a s- smart design. Like I thought that was always really really cool part of that game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It goes back to what I was saying. Like this is Halo was in a lot of ways like the first 21st century game that just had every level was much more polished than what we were used to. Uh, and kind of it's every game is like that now, every triple A game, but like, yeah, just a really incredible score. Um, like how do you guys feel the whole product has held up over time? Like, I feel like it's a game that's very, is aged very well, uh, because so much attention to detail was paid to like making sure that it played well, it ran well, it looked good for the time. Like it's aged, like even just going back and playing on an an original Xbox is a very pleasant experience, much more so than than a lot of games that preceded it by just a few years. Yeah, I completely agree. (laughs) I I, like, we, we played through it just recently. We played through it on, on legendary and it was, we played a remaster of it. I think if you and I plugged in an Xbox, we'd still be having a great time. Yeah. But it's the same fundamentals of the game. Like the game design is there. Yeah. But either way, yeah, I agree with you on. I'm sure it'd be awesome on the OG. It'd be fun to see it, like on a CRT, mm-hmm. like with the older, just to see how it, how it looks. But I, yeah. I think it's to the test of time better than its sequels 
honestly, in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. No, I th- I think hands down it has. I mean the uh, I, I I can't see myself going back and playing Halo Two, even Halo Reach, which I really loved at the time. I don't think has the lasting power that the first Halo has. The funny thing about uh, that, on that note, is when the when they did release the remasters, um, you know big excitement for me the first they released them sequentially so i played halo reach first and i remember playing mm. it and just kind of be like i don't know if i like halo anymore like is this right. just aged badly <laughs> or like i don't know like maybe there was a time and place thing and i i kind of had this like moment of like man maybe it's not for me it was a thing i played when i was young and now i'm don't like it anymore but then they released halo one and it was like oh wait a minute this is still amazing never mind i take it back this is still fun <laughs> this is still awesome so. Right. Yeah. In Halo 3, you've had a similar experience. Same um, deal, yeah. Like, Definitely. one thing I want to talk about with this game is that it got dinged a lot when it came out for its use of backtracking. And yes. I think that there is, there's good backtracking and there's bad backtracking. In my opinion, like, backtracking is usually all right as long as it reuses the space in an interesting way and you're not just getting lost in a space having to, like, look for shit that, you know, like, what was what, you were playing Turok 2 the other day and you had to, like, turn around and walk like two miles back to go get a key or something like, that's bad backtracking that ba- legendary backtracking legendary but, um i think for the most part in my opinion halo does a really pretty good job of reusing spaces so obviously it saved time on development and budget but reused them in an interesting way so you approach them from a different angle and yep. you, you saw them at a sort of different time and it, it kind of like set uh, a sense of place and time and the passage of time yeah I totally agree. Actually, like, I some people hated it, but I always liked. So there's the first level that you go to the snow is assault on the control room, and there's the second time you go there, you do it backwards to betrayals, and like you kind of see like all the different battles that have taken place since you've been there, and things are all changed around. And like I, I thought that was a cool thing. Like I, I like that. The library sucks. That level sucks, and I we I agree the library sucks. <laughs> it's super samey, super confusing, and it's super long. Um, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know what's with bungee making those flood levels that are hard to navigate through and last forever but <laughs> that person stayed on the team looking that, at you halo a, 3 a trope that shows up over and over again yeah yeah um but uh yeah i on that sentiment i i definitely i'm on board to completely with you I, I love the backtracking i i i i think when you backtrack in a game uh it allows you like when you become familiar with a place to me that's always been what was the most compelling like if mm-hmm. I if I think about my time in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like the world's amazing, but the sp- the zones that I don't know that well, I forget, and they're kind of like whatever. But when I think of like that valley that you first get to in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, that I spent a lot of time in, and I know like a lot of it. It's much more mm-hmm. meaningful to me because I know it, it's familiar. So like I I think that backtracking kind of builds on that, you know, like a Metroidvania in the same kind of way. Where you you have to know an area right. really well. It makes a place feel like lived and well-tread and like assuming it's well-designed and the stuff that you're doing it stays meaningful. Like I think it can really give a space like a breath of, of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's part of the reason why um, the Yakuza games are so great because I just, I just know where everything is and everything kind of takes on its own a life and character of its own because you associate moments with places. So I, I think Halo, for the most part, does a really good job of creating memorable spaces um, in, in a way that, again, not to knock the sequels, but the sequels didn't really achieve. Like, I don't remember any of the levels of Halo 2 that well. 
I remember the levels of Halo 1 very well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for that reason. Definitely. Uh, I, also worth pointing it out, had really great, I guess we already talked about, but really great co-op. I think it's, you know, oh, I, yeah. my brother and I have spent hundreds of hours. I mostly played that game co-op with Kevin. Like, yeah. I rarely played it on my own. It was really awesome. I also just want to mention, like, um, I always I always love the theme and the idea of, like, you're stuck on this foreign system, like an alien planet or construct, and so are your enemies. You're both stuck there, and it's foreign to both mm-hmm. of you. And you're both fighting it out, duking it out. Like, I thought that was such a cool idea in that game. Mm-hmm. Like, that was something I, I hadn't seen before that I know of in a game. And, like, it felt like such a cool, like, the theme of that I thought was just really awesome. And, like, it fit the gameplay, too. It's like, like, you see all the weird foreigner technology and you see, like, the Coven have, like, all their shit set up there, too. And, like, it has a clear, stark contrast to how it looks. Like, their stuff's all, like, purple and sparkly and the foreigner stuff's all this kind of gray matte looking, like, weird stuff i I thought that was was a cool little detail visually in that game Mm -hmm. yeah the the you know the uh, something about halo as well is the mystery of the forerunners and how it's presented is so yeah effective especially in that first game Mm -hmm. um it started to suck when 343 came aboard and they Mm. changed it but um (laughs) yeah and just changed everything but but for the original halo trilogy there was so much mystery to the forerunners and it, it it was and there was so much hidden lore it kind of reminded me of it kind of reminds me of dark souls storytelling mm-hmm. how it's presented and it, it's pretty neat that they were able to do that in the in the original halo trilogy mm-hmm. yeah definitely it's a very like effective environmental storytelling in that game yeah yeah for sure yeah which is no. awesome yeah so would you recommend people play halo today guys Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Sure. I, I actually, I'm going to say something kind of controversial, but I think I secretly like it more than the last two games that we talked about, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep it at that. You like Halo more than Doom or Half-Life? I think so. I mean, I played through Black Mesa, Yeah. and it was like really good, but it has some stuff that I just flat out don't like, but I also yeah. played through Halo... And I loved pretty much the whole experience, except for the library level. Mm. Like the whole the whole game felt great to play. It, it, um, it has aged the best in the sense that it feels the most like a modern twenty first century game. Um, right. I do think that those games feel like relics of their past. I would still pick Doom over Halo any day, but that's me. Right. Well, oh well, okay. Doom is still great in its own way. I I think it's just because Black Mesa is fresh in my memory mm-hmm. and. Black Mesa is like 80% amazing, 20% not amazing, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, Halo is about 95% amazing and 5% not amazing. So, mm. um, yeah. yeah, it's really just the library level. But the every other level, like, there, there are about three or four levels in the first Halo that are just so endlessly replayable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that's such a good thing to mention, the replayability. I played that game so yeah. many times, and I played those levels so many times, and they always happen differently. Yeah. That's what's awesome about that nonlinear kind of oh, game. Oh, I know, yeah. The, right. the, I, I mean, just the second level alone, mm-hmm. the, I think I've played the second level. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but the second level. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's Halo. just called Halo, yeah. but... That level, I think I've played that level like 100, 200 times, maybe more than that over mm-hmm. the course of my life. And it's always felt different every time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
It's, it's remarkable. Oh, there's it's one a, more detail. It's such a great sandbox. I want to mention in that game. That's amazing. And something that I love that the enemies have to be dropped in, not always, from drop ships. Like, you see the ship fly in, yeah, and the guys so come good. out, and then they have to engage you. Like, that was so awesome to see that. that like, that, that that's still not a thing on the games that often. Sometimes it's, but scripted. This That game, it was scripted, but it was, like, real time at the same time, because you could kill the enemies mm-hmm. as they were coming out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's the monster one... closets are in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's one thing that um, I, I was really happy about with uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, where you could take out the helicopters with the RPG. Before mm-hmm. And I just thought that was such a cool mechanic that both Halo and Call of Duty did that. But it hasn't... Again, it's like another like really cool gameplay design thing that's not really done as much anymore. And it's such a cool idea. Yeah. Um, but Because that's always fun. Like, take out the dropship! Yeah. Like, <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. Well, hopefully we get something like that with Halo Infinite. I have my fingers crossed. Me too. It looks it looks promising, uh, other than the the kind of flat graphics, but but I'm Real, sure those are going to be amazing too. Real time lighting is what the problem. Well, well, is. They, well, they changed they changed the leadership recently again. Oh, um, again, but um, it's uh, uh, what's his name? Joe 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 Stratton. Is that his name? I might Marty Stratton. The- and so Marty's you related to Marty Stratton from Doom. What's his name? Joe Staden. Joe Staden. Oh, he's the writer. He's one of the Halo writers. Yeah, he. Yeah, he's one of the OGs. um, Actually, he's he's the new. uh, They fired the old guy because people didn't like the gameplay demo of Halo Infinite. Really? And they and they hired him. Yeah, they hired him to to helm it. So I don't think the game's going to come out until holiday twenty twenty one. But Hmm. I think that year of development time will help redirect the ship and and it will actually be good but we'll see i mean sometimes great games come out of development hell i mean mm-hmm. sleeping dogs is a good example mm-hmm. i mean then this is halo 2 maybe maybe, maybe cyberpunk huh maybe, maybe. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if cyberpunk's in development hell if it's just, just been delayed a lot a lot of crunching and cyberpunk yeah. taking the time <laughs> they want to make it right i get it yeah We'll see. I'm I'm the skeptic here. We'll see. I mean, I, I'm skeptical, but open. My heart is open, but my mind is, is is unsure. I think it'll be good. Anyway, right. Closing thoughts. Uh, I think one of the one of the great games. Obviously, this series we've done the sort of tentpole uh, first person shooter games. Who knows what we'll talk about next? But Halo, pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's great. I think it's in my top 10 first person shooters. I think. Definitely. Yeah. So. It's no Titanfall 2, though. You know, Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2. Let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, t- <laughs> <laughs> Titanfall 2's got great multiplayer. Uh, the single player's good, but like I, I started playing through it again and I didn't even finish it, which, which for a five hour game. I did not. It's a, sli- a slight indictment. Slight. It's still great, but, but, uh, but Doom is better. Uh, all right, whatever, man. <laughs> I, I think we're closing up shop here tonight. It's it's been a long night of podcasting, but uh, Halo you can play on Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One X, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, and PC. And I think you can even play it on Mac. Is that true? No. Can you play it on Mac? Yeah, that's true. What? That's true. So. How- everywhere but PlayStation. How do you play it on uh, Mac? Play it. <laughs> what are you just doing? <laughs> One day, it's not a Mac. one no. day. 
I think you can play it. Let's look on Steam. I think you can play it on Mac, right? It's, it's a Master oh, yeah, Chief you, collection. You can definitely, you can definitely play it on, on excuse me, Mac. Wow. Now I got to look it if up. If you can, that's amazing because that was they were initially developing uh, I, it for. I've, I've played it on Mac, so I know it's on Mac. Wow. That's actually pretty cool. You can play a Microsoft published game originally developed for the Mac on the Mac. Well, at least for now. Until now we just need it on PlayStation. But like the idea of playing Halo on a PlayStation is uh, one of one of the big paradoxes that would ever exist. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I, I, I would. It, it might happen one of these days, honestly, given Microsoft strategies. But I think that's all we'll we've see. got for you tonight. Um, and we'll be back later. Have a good night, everyone.